going to turn things over to Mark Weber for hour one of Garden Talk for this Saturday. Good morning. How you doing, Mr. Adi? Oh, doing all right, sir. How about you? Well, I got to say a couple things. <laughs> First of all, folks, it is warm outside and it is unfortunately very dry. And in this week's edition, we are going to talk about the perfect timing for your lawn and how if you are avoiding the month of September with lawn care, you very well be, be setting yourself up for some bad things come the spring of 2020. We're going to talk about the perfect time to transplant and plant perennials into the landscape. We're also going to take the most important part of Garden Talk, which is your calls at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. As we begin the first hour of what will be three great hours of radio on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. You're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert Weekend. and every one of you as we begin the first hour of what will be three terrific hours of radio right here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. My name is Mark Weber and I have hosted this legendary broadcast now for 29 years and we would love to hear your voices today at 457-1290. That'll put you into the master control studios of WHIO Radio and uh, what we do here on Garden Talk each and every week is help you with your yard gardening and landscaping challenges. If you got a challenge with your lawn, you got a challenge with your landscape, got a challenge with your trees, you get a challenge with whatever is growing on the outside world. Maybe you've got some uh, marmulated stink bugs that are trying to make their way into your house for the winter. Maybe you've got some tropical plants that you've had outside this whole summer season. And uh, you're thinking about moving them in for the winter. We're here to give you the advice and the timely uh um, information that will uh, guide you along the way to be successful. A little bit about myself as we begin this broadcast. Uh, first of all, my name is Mark Weber. I've hosted this show now for 29 years, and uh, you can uh, learn a little bit about me and my business at uh, WeberLandscaping.com. Um, I've been designated by the International Society of Arboriculture as a board-certified master arborist. I'm also a certified professional horticulturalist as deemed so by the American Society for the Horticultural Sciences. And I have a number of other certifications and qualifications that I do not want to bore you with. Um, I'm most importantly, my sole purpose every week here on Garden Talk is to help you. Uh, My job is to educate you. My job is to increase your horizons in your landscape and to give you the timely information that's going to make a big difference in your landscape. Um, The month of September is a weird month for many people. The kids are back in school, but there's some real critical things that need to be happening in your landscape. And one of which is a very simple one. (laughs) And it is water. You heard me right. It is water. 
And uh, we are in a situation right now, folks, where we have become incredibly dry. Um, And to the place that we've got plants in full wilt, we have got plants that are in absolute peril right now related to the lack of water. And uh, I will tell you, I'm pretty good at my landscape at maintaining uh, my 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 irrigation and my 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 health of my plants. Um, but yesterday I was at home doing some things at home, and I did a little yard work. And the next thing you know, I went out and looked in my landscape, and I realized to myself that I had stuff in full will. It was that. I mean, it, and 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 I've been keeping up with it. Um, and so we turned on the water and did what we needed to do. But uh, this is some serious stuff, uh, very serious stuff. Um, So if you don't do anything this weekend, take the time to put some water down in your landscape. uh, The the beauty of September is what you apply now will stick around a lot better and you'll have a happier landscape. Also today, I want to talk in great specificity about um, fertility. Um, there is a ton of data out there that tells us that uh, for fertility in our landscape is really the month of September is a very key month for lawn fertility. Um, study after study after study shows that if we are applying the right amounts of fertilizer in the month of September, we have much, much healthier lawns than we do for the months that we for, for lawns that don't. Um, and one of the things that, that I see on a very common basis and realize that I read a lot of soil reports. I write a lot of soil reports. Um, and the thing that I find is a common thread throughout most of southwest Ohio is that most lawns are severely deficient, particularly in phosphorus and potassium. And particularly um, phosphorus is a very important um, nutrient when it comes to plant health, particularly with turf grass. And phosphorus is one of these elements that if you are sufficiently low in phosphorus, you have a very high likelihood of having a lawn that is going to have a winter kill. You heard me right. If your lawn is low in phosphorus, um, there is a high substantial uh, chance that you're going to have a lot of your turf grass that's going to succumb to winter kill related to the lack of phosphorus. Um, and also, I will tell you, from a, a disease standpoint, phosphorus and potassium are major gateway diseases. Uh, gateway, if the lack of those two fertilize, fertilizer elements are typically high gateway disease elements, meaning that if you are low in phosphorus potassium, you'll have a lot more propensity for other diseases to affect your lawn. And then the same goes with trees and shrubs in the landscape. So... Soil testing is one of the key components or building blocks to determine um, if you need to properly maintain your landscape. Um, Today is going to be one of these shows that uh, I really want to hear from you today. Um, We've got wide open lines right now at 457-1290, 457-1290, it's area code 937. Um, Today we're going to do a lot of talk about your yard. We want to hear your questions about your landscape. More so, we want to help you figure out how to best manage your landscape. Also today, we're going to go in the garden, and we are going to talk about protecting pollinators. 
Um, pollinators are very important to us uh, for the human race because they pollinate the vast majority of the food in which we eat, but more so they are also important to the environment. We're going to talk about the importance to recognize that it's more than just a honeybee that does pollination, but there's a whole long laundry list of insects out there. So uh, we're going to talk about protecting them. Also today in the garden kitchen, we're going to talk about um, a fruit that's probably the most um, misunderstood fruit that I can think of that's grown in the temperate zone in the United States called the pear. And we're going to talk about how to pick and choose pears, but more so how to know when they are ripe. Um, and a lot of people think that you wait till they turn dead ripe on the tree before you harvest them, and you could ever be so wrong with that one. We're going to talk about that issue. We're going to talk about your gardening questions. We're going to talk to you at 457-1290. And also, we're going to talk a lot about how trees um, are important in the landscape, but we're also going to hit a topic that uh, we probably haven't talked about enough in the last uh, few months, but we're going to talk about the improper pruning of trees called topping. And uh, we're going to talk about the irreversible damages that many tastes that, it, that topping can hurt does to trees. And we're going to talk about the differences between topping and directional pruning that you may times see near utility wires. Um, and if you have a question or you've got a concern or you've got anything that's going on in your gardening world, there is an open line for you at 457-1290. When we come back, we'll give you an updated weather forecast from uh, one of our meteorologists here at New Center 7. Phone lines are wide open on this beautiful Saturday morning in Southwest Ohio. You're listening to the only live and local radio garden show for the last 29 years strong. This is Garden Talk with Mark Weber on 1290 and 95.7 WHAO Dayton's News and Talk. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everyone. It's Nancy here with my longtime friend, Greg McAfee, my trusted heating and air guy. You installed my system, which I love. Well, actually, you're much more than just HVAC. But, Greg, you got to tell us all about this McAfee Omega plan that I'm hearing all about. Hi, Nancy. And yes, I'm excited about it myself. You see, it's really the first of its kind in this area because it's a lifetime worry-free coverage available with new McAfee systems. That means never a charge for maintenance, never a charge for tune-ups, never a charge for repairs or even filters, no charge for after hours or weekends, and you'll never pay overtime again. You see, you purchase a new McAfee system and sign up for the Omega plan, and you'll never even have to purchase a new HVAC system again. Now, Greg, that sounds just too good to be true. you got to tell us how we can find out more about the McAfee Omega plan. Well, you just go to my website, mcair.com. That's mcair.com. Any season, any time, and only from McAfee. Find huge savings now through Sunday during Menard's Crazy Day Sale. Save $10 per gallon after rebate on Pittsburgh Ultra Paint and Primer in one. Get an LED Smart Electrician Shop Light for $9.99 after rebate. A Patriot Lighting 48-inch LED Ceiling Fan is $44.99 after rebate. A 103-gallon Suncast Act Box is $49.99. These deals are so crazy they're available in-store only while supplies last. So hurry in to save big during Menard's Crazy Day Sale. Save big money at David Cemetery has been serving the families of the Miami Valley since 1826. Did you know that even if you choose cremation that you can still choose a traditional grave space and headstone? At David Cemetery, you and a loved one can place your cremations together 
on one space and provide your family a traditional final resting place. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. Come celebrate the 40th year of the All Trains Flea Market in Greenville. Sunday, September 15th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Dark County Fairgrounds. See a photo history display of trains and trolleys. Huge model train layouts from Crossroads Railroad Club and Dayton and Track. Plus, new and used trains at all scales along with power supplies, track, scenery, modeling tools, and much, much more for sale. Admission just $5. Kids under 12 free with paying adult. The All Trains Flea Market, Sunday, September 15th, Dark County Fairgrounds. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy, or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-226-9149. That's Arbor Experts at 226-9149. Fall and family outings are a perfect combination. And no matter where you choose to make your memories, Homestyle can happen anywhere when you stop by Lee's Famous Recipe Chicken and pick up our 12-piece bonus box for only $22.99. Fire up the Homestyle flavor with 12 mixed pieces of our spicy classic chicken and we'll include a large order of our mashed potatoes and gravy and a large coleslaw. Get a sit-down meal made easy with our 12-piece bonus box for only $22.99. Only at Lee's. Famous for chicken. Is your company a member of Dayton Defense? If not, sign up today and join this fast-growing organization making a difference for your business. Learn how you can benefit from being a member. This is Deborah Gross inviting you to check us out at DaytonDefense.org. You'll be glad you did. Why do we call it WHIO Triple Team Traffic? Because we're on the roads. They're downtown Dayton. It looks like South. Monitoring dozens of cameras. Checking to see what's causing that slowdown in that area. And in touch with your local authorities. State Highway Patrol. Now they're telling me. Triple Team Traffic with Sergeant Mark Bowerin is on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Good morning. It is 620, 20 minutes after the 6 o'clock hour on 1290 and 95.7 WHAO Dayton's News and Talk. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. A cool start to the morning with temperatures in the upper 50s, mostly clear and mostly sunny throughout the day. Low humidity, very nice weather with a high up to 80 degrees. Comfortable into the evening and overnight hours and will drop into the 50s once again. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows no activity. We're resting at 62 up at the airport, 67 in Springboro, 64 at my house. On the station that uh, you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk, this is 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290 if you would like to join us. Also, you can join us live at uh, GardenTalkBlog.com. And um, I'm hearing... (laughs) I'll talk a little bit later about this. I want to talk a little bit more about lawn care in the month of September. Um, First of all, if your grass is brown right now, it's real important to determine if it's dead or alive. Um, A lot of the lawns that I am seeing, there is a lot of dead. 
Um, and unfortunately, with the kind of heat and dryness that we've got right now, it's kind of hard to disseminate between the two. But one thing you can do is get down on your hands and knees and kind of rake the grass with your fingertips and see if that grass is alive or if it's dead. If it's alive, you're going to see little green shoots. If it's dead, it's dead. Um, the next thing is, is if you've got a lawn that's heavily infested with weeds such as crabgrass, it's going to be important to remove that competition from the get-go. Don't think that you can so successfully sow grass seed through a mat of weeds. So you're going to need to kill that area off with some type of post-directive uh, uh, herbicide. Also, keep in mind that that seed has to be in contact with the soil. Um, if you think that you can just throw it on top of the dirt and hopefully it'll grow, you are so sadly mistaken. That grass seed needs to be put into the soil so that it has maximum soil seed contact. Um, there are pieces of equipment like slit seeders and uh, aerifiers and things like that that can help you create that seedbed. But remember, a well-oxygenated seedbed, meaning an a seedbed with with lots of oxygen in it, it's going to give that grass uh, roots, roots an opportunity to grow deep into the dirt. If you just sow grass seed on top of hard, compacted soil, you're not going to get very good um, results. And aeration is really important. Also, when it comes to seeding, uh, remember that grass seed is the best variety of grass seed in most cases is one that's a proven one. And for me, particularly, I would tell you that there are people out there who sell grass seed that don't sell the real stuff, meaning stuff that has a longevity in your landscape. I personally would recommend and professionally would recommend only the use of green velvet grass seed. Um, you want to avoid, and I'm going to say this wholeheartedly, you want to avoid Kentucky 31. <laughs> Kentucky 31, in many cases, is sold as turf fescue, one for all intents and purposes. It is not um, high-quality turf grass. It's designed to feed horses. You heard me right. It's not designed to be your lawn grass. It's meant to feed horses. So buying high-quality seed from a reputable source is incredibly important and in sowing at the right seed seeding rate. So for, like, Kentucky bluegrass, you're going to be at 2 to 3 pounds per 1,000 square feet. And for turf-type tall fescues, you're going to be at 6 to 8 pounds per 1,000 square feet. So when you're sowing that grass seed, you're going to be sowing, sowing it in a way that you get good coverage. And more importantly, remember that when it starts to come up, it's not going to come up all at once. It may take a few months for it to completely come up. Also, when you are sowing grass seed, it's important also to do, as Mr. Tischer has always taught us, um, feed the baby using a good starter fertilizer. Now, remember, fertilizers, for the most part, have three important numbers. One is nitrogen, second is phosphorus, and the third is potassium. You want the, the start fertilizer that you're applying to your seeded areas to be high in the, first, the last two numbers, phosphorus and potassium. That will help build a roots, root system. Also, I forgot to mention, too, that uh, when you're sowing that grass seed, put the seed in the, in the freezer the night before. It will help scarify the seed coat and allow it to germinate much more readily. Finally, when you have that seed into the soil, and the thing that I've heard complaints about a lot this week is my seed's not coming up. Well, the reason your seed is not coming up 
is because the seabed is not adequately moist. And what we mean by that is it may require you to water more than twice a day. It may require you to water four to five times a day until you get that lawn to the place that it is soaking wet. Um, if you water to the point that you're starting to see puddling and running off the site, you're at that place where you need to stop. Uh, but keep in mind that seed has to imbibe water 500 times its own weight in water um, to germinate. And I would finally say, don't wait. This is the thing that I often find year after year after year. People say, well, I'm too busy to sow grass seed in September. Ladies and gentlemen, the clock is running. And I mean, it is running and it will soon we will soon be at that place where it will be too late in the game to be sowing grass seed to be getting um, good results. If you wait much longer, um, the window for sowing seed will be long gone and your opportunity to repair your lawn will, will be long gone as well. 457-1290. I also want to mention another really important topic, grubs. And everybody's going, oh, it's been a great year without grubs. Well, guess what? <laughs> they are below the ground and they are just waiting for it to rain. You heard me right. They are waiting for it to rain. And what I mean is those little little pesky grubs are laying in these little pockets in the dirt right now. And they are waiting for the soil moisture conditions to improve. Now, particularly if you are one who did not apply long season grub control and you are starting to see where animals are beginning to dig up your lawn a little bit, you need to listen to the raccoons and the and the skunks because the, rat, the, the skunks and the um, raccoons are showing you where there are grubs in your lawn. Um, and it is a very good thing that they are because it's going to allow you to apply some type of quick acting, quick acting um, um, insecticide that will eliminate this grub problem. Now, once we get some rain, look out. There's going to be lots of lawn damage. If you want to see what skunk damage looks like in your landscape on your lawn, go to GardenTalkBlog.com. I actually have some photographs of some skunk damage that uh, that that'll show you what these little critters are doing. They literally pull the the uh, um, the turf grass back to eat the grubs beneath that turf grass. And uh, I would highly recommend that I uh, take a look at your landscape this weekend for some lurking raccoon and skunk damage. Because if you've got it, you've got grubs. When we come back, we're going to take a step into the garden. We're going to talk about the importance of pollinators in the landscape. And uh, we're going to break open the phone lines in the next half hour. We're going to talk about why topping of trees is just never a good thing here on Garden Talk with Mark Weber. Phone line is open for you at 457-1290. Into the newsroom with Mr. Audie on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. 
It's 6.30. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this morning. The long-awaited verdict in the Brooks Schuyler Richardson trial is delivered this week. Plus, a father and son managed to escape a burning house overnight. If you're wondering whether or not to water your lawn, I'll have the answer. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic. We're still keeping our eyes on the situation where a semi truck was on its is on its side on eastbound I-70 near State Route 72. Fortunately, there doesn't look to be any traffic issue at that time. Traffic still able to make it around that incident, and we're not seeing any other major accidents or slowdowns out there this morning. And it is our top story. A jury says no jail time for Brooke Schuyler Richardson. The 20-year-old Carlisle mother on trial in the death and burial of her baby was found guilty for gross abuse of a corpse. She was sentenced to three years community control. During the trial, she apologized for her actions. I can sometimes be selfish, but I would like to think that I've become better in the knowledge that I've upset everyone and hurt so many people with what I've done. And I'm forever sorry, and I, I'm so sorry. Well, Judge Donald Oda says the remains of Richardson's babies will be released to the family for a proper burial within the week. Well, now to West Carrollton, where a father and son are safe after escaping from a house fire on Cranberry Drive. Fire crews tell us they responded shortly after 1.30 this morning, and the two people had already made it out when they arrived. The fire reportedly started near the back porch of the home. Crews say a working smoke detector saved their lives. The cause of the fire is under investigation. Well, a 17-year-old with autism was sucker-punched in Dayton Public School hallway this week. The assault took place Thursday at Thurgood Marshall High School. WHIO's Kurt Russell has team coverage. Megan Bistrick, the boy's mother, says no one notified her of the attack after it happened. She learned about the incident after her son sent her a video of the assault, which was sent to him by other students. She says the attack appears to be premeditated with another student recording it and believes her son was assaulted for wearing the color red. Well, Bistrix was told the student involved received a suspension, but a Dayton Public School spokesperson couldn't confirm that. Well, let's get a look at the most accurate and dependable forecast with meteorologist Jesse Mag. A cool start to the morning with temperatures in the upper 50s, mostly clear and mostly sunny throughout the day. Low humidity, very nice weather with a high up to 80 degrees, comfortable into the evening and overnight hours, and will drop into the 50s once again. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Well, the latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar is looking all clear at this time. 55 degrees in Troy, 63 in Springfield, 64 in Xenia, 62 here in Dayton at 633. With news on the hour, the half, and instantly when it breaks, I'm Jonah Adi on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Depend on it. Are you considering retiring within the next six months to a year? Before you settle on date, let's talk. Hi, I'm Mike Martinez. If you have a pension and you're considering retiring soon, my team and I may be able to help you earn an additional twenty dollars to $40,000. Think how that could significantly increase your nest egg and enable you to do more in retirement. Find out how to get those extra dollars in your pension by calling me, Mike Martinez, president and founder of The Pension Group. I can help make sense of what you currently have saved and how much more you can save in just a short visit. For more than two decades, my team and I have helped thousands of associates make sense of their pension options. Get the help you need to make sure you're making the best decision for you and your pension. Call me today to schedule a complimentary consultation or visit thepensiongroup.com, 937-669-7094. That's 937-669-7094. Just one call can save you thousands. Don't delay. Call now, 937-669-7094. Investment advisory services offered through The Pension group.
When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy, or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-226-9149. That's Arbor Experts at 226-9149. Some knowledge belongs to us and us alone. The way our girlfriends walk, the way they talk, the way they touch their hair. We hold details that only a sister can know about her girls. But what about our other girls? The ones that we carry with us every day. Can we describe them when everything's right? Can we feel when something's wrong? Our bond with our sister girls gives life. But knowing your breasts can save it. Go to knowyourgirls.org for the facts you need on breast health. That's knowyourgirls.org. Brought to you by Susan G. Coleman and the Ad Council. You're listening to Garden Talk on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Now it's time to go into the garden with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to help your garden grow. You know, there's a lot of people when they hear the word they go, oh no, I better hide. I better run. So what's all the buzz? (laughs) Well, the buzz is the fact that we are blessed by a number of insects like bees and wasps and sawflies and butterflies and moths and beetles and flies and even vertebrates, uh, including some birds and bats, that uh, give us many benefits. And these animals are part of our ecosystem and they contribute to a very healthy ecosystem because what they provide to us is pollination. They help plants reproduce. You see, however you may want to cut it, most of the time we think of pollinators are strictly honeybees, when for all intents and purposes, the vast majority of flowers are pollinated by other bees, other wasps, other sawflies, and butterflies, and moths, and beetles, and flies, and bats, and birds. And they're all pollinators. In fact, those pollinators give us the food that we put on our table each and every day. In fact, the reality is, is because of pesticide use, loss of habitat, poor nutrition, and a number of pathogens, we are losing many vital pollinators. In fact, the health of pollinators and people, that's you and I, is interdependent. You see, pollinators provide humans, each one of us, one out of every three bites of food that we eat comes or the the clothes that we wear from the cotton that goes on our shirts and back to the countless other animals that are interdependent on it rely on pollinators. Pollinators are the ecosystem's foundation. So when we're applying pesticides in the landscape, we need to be aware that we could harm pollinators. 
For example, people who come to your door and want to control mosquitoes likely are probably going to damage pollinators. So how do we protect pollinators? We build it. We build an ecosystem that allows them to be happy and healthy. We put plants into the landscape that predictably give us color and flowers for our own enjoyment, but build a great place for pollinators to visit, to utilize, and most importantly, to help the world be a better place. You've been Into the Garden with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your gardening questions. Call Mark now at 457-1290. Here's the gardening guru, Mark Weber, on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. There is, ladies and gentlemen, not one, not two, not three, but four open lines at 457-1290. If you would like to join us, we would love to hear your voices today. Um, We've got about four minutes or so before we take a step into the garden kitchen. So there's an open line for you to call at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. That'll put you into the Master Control Studios of WHIO Radio. And our executive producer extraordinaire will be happy to... uh, Um, help you along the way our one producer i guess uh, lost their axle on their car today so (laughs) so here we are without a producer but we're doing well i have to say um i also want to strike on a couple other important tips this morning um there has been a lot of interest uh, people interested in boxwood blight um if you're not familiar with this issue um boxwood blight has been showing up Uh, throughout Ohio. It is a disease that uh, literally can take out a whole boxwood planting. Um, Unfortunately, there's no real cure right now currently for boxwood blight, but um, there's some important tips that I want to share with everybody when it comes to boxwood blight. There are about three to four different pathogens that affect boxwood. Um, Proper diagnosis is one of the keys to determining about uh, managing this issue. Um, But usually when we first see the symptomology of boxwood blight, we'll see a rapid defoliation or leaf drop that's indicative of a severe infection. Um, Generally, part of the plant will become chlorotic or brown, and leaves will rapidly fall to the ground, leaving a pretty much a bare branch um, behind. Um, One of the characteristics of boxwood blight from a diagnostic standpoint is that we will see typically some black streaking on um, the um, stem foliage of the plant. Um, But I will tell you that there are some lookalites to this issue as well, including salt damage, winter injury, as well as boxwood leaf miner and some drought stress and environmental issues, including the fungus, fungus called Voltilia. Um, One of the key parts of boxwood blight management is sanitation. And let me explain. Because this is a fungus, um, it's important that the pruning tools that we are cleaning our, um, that we are pruning our boxwoods with be sterilized from time to time. Typically, we want to be disinfecting them with a alcoholic solution and or you can use household uh, Lysol. It's important that I would say generally between each shrub that you literally sterilize your pruning equipment 
because you can spread this disease from plant to plant to plant. I need to, to say, once you start this disease, it can be a serious issue. If you'd like to learn more about boxwood blight, you can look at the blog post that I put up here about 15 minutes ago at gardentalkblog.com, and uh, you will definitely get some great information. I, I, I downloaded the uh, tip, tip sheet that most recently got published from Michigan State University on this issue, and I will tell you that boxwood blight has been found in Ohio, and it's been a pretty serious problem. There's a couple properties that I'm looking at right now that possibly may have it as well. Also today on Garden Talk, in a few moments, we're going to go in the garden kitchen talking about pears. Also today, coming up at the 7 o'clock hour, I believe our meteorologist, Jesse Mack, is going to be joining us in the studio. We're going to talk about weather. We're going to talk about weather patterns and, most importantly, when it might rain in the near future because we sure definitely need some rain. Also, I want to talk in great specificity in this half hour as well about topping of trees and how bad of a practice topping trees is. And uh, I want to hear from you today at 457-1290. There is not one, but uh, one, two, three, four open lines. If you would like to join us, we would love to talk to you. I tell you what, let's take a moment and let's go into the Garden Kitchen. You're listening to Garden Talk with Mark Weber on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Now it's time to go into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to improve your kitchen table. This week's In the Garden Kitchen is the pear. You know, the word pear or its equivalent occurs in the Celtic language while a Slavic and other dialects differing in its appellation. Still referring to the same thing, we find great diversity and multiplicity in the nomenclature of this important fruit from a very interesting tree. Um, what's interesting is, is the pear is native to the Caspians along the Atlantic Ocean, and the pear is cultivated throughout Roman culture, and, the, and this fruit is often eaten raw, and it's often eaten cooked, just like apples. Pears are among the most popular fruits in the world, and it's no wonder why. They are an excellent source of fiber. They have vitamin C for only 100 calories per serving, and they're sodium-free. They're fat-free, they're cholesterol-free, and there's lots of nutrition in each one of the sweet, juicy packages that we get to eat. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about pears. It's real important to know. Pears offer us, there are red varieties, there are uh, tan varieties, there are varieties like Bosque and Anjo and Bartlett, um, the sickle pear. But the key to a pear, ladies and gentlemen, is you pick it green. You heard me right. You pick it mature green. If you allow it to ripen on the tree, you will end up with a very mushy fruit that's not very palatable. And more so, it probably won't keep very long. But in fact, we pick pears when they're mature green, meaning that when the seeds on the interior are black, we harvest them and then we store them. And as we want to allow them to eat, we allow them to ripen. This week's In the Garden Kitchen is the pear. You've been Into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your questions now, 457-1290. Here's the garden guru, Mark Weber, on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. There is not less than two available phone lines for you to talk to me, the gardening guru, at 457-1290. 
And I would love to talk to you on this beautiful Saturday morning. I get to watch the sun come up today. What a blessing. I'm watching it up right now this morning. The sky is just uh, lit up like a firecracker of the day. It's a beautiful morning to be alive. Let's head to the telephone lines and let's go talk to Daryl. Daryl, good morning and welcome to WHIO Radio. Good morning. How are you today? I'm well, Daryl. Good. I have a question regarding a black locust tree. Okay. Um, we had to cut it down and uh, had stump ground. And now I noticed a bunch of uh, mini uh, <laughs> black locusts growing up all over the yard. You got and a for you got uh, you got a little forest starting there, don't you, sir? Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've been yeah. Go ahead. I've been spraying them, and just want to know: is that the best route to go, or should should I go? Well, and spray the uh, what's left of the stump, or how how do, how should I handle this? Well, let's kind of talk about what black locust tree is, okay? Um, black locust belongs to the the the, the P and B family called Fabiaceae. And it's a species of tree that's designed to, to grow fast and die young, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a species of plant that we typically will find. It's native to southern Ohio, by the way. Um, and it's native through most of Appalachia. And you'll find it in all parts of the United States now. Um, it's a species of tree that's really designed to, uh, to grow in areas that are not the most hospitable for other tree species, Okay. And and it's and, and the, the the thing that it has is it has a propensity to re-sprout up from the roots up, mm-hmm. and so when you cut it off, you get this new tree forest that starts. Um, your best way to manage this is is two under basically a, a management strategy of twofold. One is remove as much of that root system as you possibly can. And that may require you to do a lot of stump grinding, and it may require you to bring in like a backhoe or something like that that you can rip root sections out. Oh, boy. And this is the reality of it. And we have the same thing with honey locusts, which is Glodizia. It's There's some species of trees that if you cut them down, the penalty of cutting them down is just as high as the penalty of keeping them up. Yeah. And so, but this is the part about black locusts. Black locusts is, from a historical standpoint, we're lucky to get 60 to 90 years of functionality out of this plant. And when it becomes older, it's extremely hazardous tree. And, and I can't emphasize that enough. It has lots of defects. It has lots of decay. The wood's very hard on black locusts, but what happens with black locusts is once it becomes older and stressed, it gets attacked by an insect called the locust borer. Yep. And the locust borer goes into it and does damage to the outer sapwood, but then it drills into the heartwood of the tree. And it's associated with a couple different fungal disease complexes that eat away the wood. And then the fact that black locust typically grows in what they call a strongly codominant um, branching habit makes it even more likely that it's going to fall on your head when the wind blows. So it's a species of tree that I think if you have in your landscape, you look at it as a short-term fix, and you look to remove it as soon as possible to work in other varieties if you have the soil conditions that allow it. Uh, It's not invasive, as some people claim, but it's also a tree that needs to be managed, and that's the real key to this. In your circumstance, you're going to need to get the roots dug out, 
and the best you can, and then rely on some post-directive, non-selective herbicides like glyphosate and others, um, and maybe even some 2,4-D to eliminate as much of that root system as below below the ground as possible before you can reestablish your landscape. And just realize this is not going to be an, a, a, a one-stop shop process. This may take multiple applications of some stuff, okay? Okay. If I, have I helped you? Yeah, it scares me. Actually. I actually <laughs> depressed you probably some, but yeah. but but what you know, you have to be a realist about this, okay? Sure. You know, and there's some trees. You know, honey locust is the same thing. I always tell clients when I see honey locust, I say to them, it's better to spend the money to take care of it than what you face if you cut it down. And they stare at me, and I go, if you cut this tree down, you will have a have a field of dreams of honey locust. Same thing with black locust. But unfortunately, with, with black locusts, there's not a real good way to manage black locusts because black locust is a short-lived tree in nature. Unless you start to train it as a very young tree to keep it into a central leader system and keep it away from codominance and its branching habit. And even then, I will tell you, as many sick, old, sick black locusts I've seen in my lifetime— even then, it's a tree that's short-lived in nature. 60 to 90 years is what the published data says how long this tree lives. Yeah. Okay? Good. All right. Remember, you've got a new opportunity to plant something better and better and more wonderful. Okay? okay. Daryl? Right. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. I appreciate you your call right. on Garden Talk. Folks, when we come back, we're going to talk to Don. We're going to talk to Gary. <coughs> we're going to give you an updated weather forecast. And a very special announcement shortly about uh, Garden Talk Live. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about it, but I'll tell you about it shortly here on Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. All of us have old jewelry collecting dust around the house. Elizabeth Diamond Company wants to buy your unwanted valuables. We're flying in expert appraisers to give you money on the spot. September 19th through the 21st, we're buying jewelry, watches, silver flatware, and more at EDC's buyback event. Experience your own antiques roadshow with historically high gold prices. Skip the line and make your free appraisal appointment today. Walk-ins are always welcome. The Elizabeth Diamond Company, only in Centerville. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy, or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-226-9149. That's Arbor Experts at 226-9149. Wild Birds Unlimited Ever wonder where the birds go in the winter? While many birds migrate south this time of year, many of our favorite birds such as cardinals stay put all winter long. Keep a reliable source of food and water available. You may see fewer birds at your feeders now as natural resources are plentiful, but they're watching your feeders to determine if food will be there when they need it this winter. And you'll help migrating birds make their long journey too. Stop in and learn more at Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering at the corner of Far Hills and Stroop. 
Thanks for calling 1-800-GOT-JUNK. This is Sarah. How can I help? Can you help me with spring cleaning, even if it's not springtime? Sure, we can do that. We bring the springtime with us. Are you willing to come after dark? We work until midnight, seven days a week. How much lead time do I need to give you? We can be there in 90 minutes. <laughs> you can't imagine how happy this is going to make my wife. It makes us happy, too. Happy, happy! Happy, happy! When you want to give happiness, call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.COM. Happy, happy! At Jeff Schmidt Auto Group, we have seven state-of-the-art service facilities. All seven locations have modern waiting areas with free amenities. Or drop off your car and drive off in one of our complimentary loaner vehicles. If you're too busy to come in on a weekday, schedule a Saturday appointment or use one of our 24-7 drop boxes. Your car will be taken care of by one of our certified technicians who are always kept up with the latest training. From an oil change to a major collision, come to Jeff Schmidt Auto Group and experience the advantage. Fall and family outings are a perfect combination. And no matter where you choose to make your memories, Homestyle can happen anywhere when you stop by Lee's Famous Recipe Chicken and pick up our 12-piece bonus box for only $22.99. Fire up the Homestyle flavor with 12 mixed pieces of our spicy classic chicken and we'll include a large order of our mashed potatoes and gravy and a large coleslaw. Get a sit-down meal made easy with our 12-piece bonus box for only $22.99. Only at Lee's. Famous for chicken. See your new floor in our store today. Carpet Consultants has one of the area's largest showrooms with a huge in-stock inventory. Our staff can help with hardwood flooring, waterproof luxury vinyl plank and tile, ceramic tile, and pet-resistant carpeting. Carpet Consultants can help with no hype, no hassle, and no pressure. Locally owned, quality service, and value since 1989. Located two blocks west of I-75 on 725 by the Water Tower. Visit CarpetConsultantsFlooring.com. All aboard! Come celebrate the 40th year of the All Trains Flea Market in Greenville. Sunday, September 15th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Dark County Fairgrounds. See a photo history display of trains and trolleys. Huge model train layouts from Crossroads Railroad Club and Dayton and Track. Plus, new and used trains at all scales along with power supplies, track, scenery, modeling tools, and much, much more for sale. Admission just $5. Kids under 12 free with paying adult. The All Trains Flea Market Sunday, September 15th, Dark County Fairgrounds. Do you remember this classic WHIO radio voice? He said that being my boss was, was like being the engineer of an out-of-control train, the thrill of the speed <laughs> overcomes the fear of death. Listen to Nostalgia Week starting Sunday here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Yeah, I can remember a lot of good things over the years at this station. It's 6.56. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. A cool start to the morning with temperatures in the upper 50s, mostly clear and mostly sunny throughout the day. Low humidity, very nice weather with a high up to 80 degrees. Comfortable into the evening and overnight hours and will drop into the 50s once again. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar is clear. We've got a gorgeous sunrise on tap. And uh, it's 62 degrees up at the airport, 64 in Xenia, 66 in Wilmington, and 61 at my house. On the station, we're, uh, we're recommending that you uh, turn on your water this morning and water your landscape. On AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. You know, uh, many of you that have uh, followed my career through the years remember the days when I used to be on Channel 2, and I used to do a show called Test Garden where meteorologist Brian Davis and I would entertain questions and give timely tips. And uh, at some point in time, I left Channel 2 and spent most of my time in the media world doing radio and doing a lot of writing. Um, (laughs) Guess what? Heads up! I'm back on TV again! (laughs) Station Now is recording each and every edition of Garden Talk and will soon be available on the WHIO app. So if you uh, want to watch me talk about whatever the topic is that you hear on the radio, you now can watch it. I will forewarn you, I am missing lots of hair. I am follically challenged. (laughs) i tell you what, next hour of Garden Talk, we're going to talk to Don and Gary. Gary and Don, please sit back, have a cup of coffee on me. Um, and most importantly, um, I will be getting to your questions after we uh, come out of the break. Jesse Mag will be joining us next hour of Garden Talk. So will Randy Tischer from Green Velvet Sod Farms. We'll be taking your phone calls at 457-1290. And uh, we're going to head off into the newsroom with uh, Jesse Mag and, I mean, excuse me, with Mr. Audie, who will give us an update on the region as well as the world. Also, next hour of Garden Talk, we'll be taking lots and lots and lots and lots of your calls. And we're going to talk about that topic of topping here at some point in time this morning. Also, don't forget, in the last hour of Garden Talk, we're going to do that wild and crazy thing called What Plan I Am. And uh, your chance to win a $20 gift card to Knollwood because they're gardeners like you and I. Don't forget, during the week, if you ever need help. With your yard gardening and landscaping challenges, there's only one number you need to know, which is 937-835-3381. Or check out my company website at www.weber, with two Bs, landscaping.com. More Garden Talk shall continue after this on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.